Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Hey ladies, we are back and we're on our third episode talking about high tides and I have the rest of the Waves team with me. Hi! Hi. <laughs> uh, my name is Caroline Hare and who else do I have? Amanda Cheely, yes. Taylor Barber, and Christy Merriman. Yay! We're <laughs> excited to be with y'all on our third episode talking about what is Waves and tonight or today, or whenever you're listening to this, um, we, you it's nighttime can, for us. Yeah, it's nighttime. Uh, but we uh, we're going to be talking about high tides in our faith. And so, I don't know what you girls think of when you think of a high tide. But what is a high tide? A high tide is when <laughs> it's when all of the water has gone up to the shoreline has covered everything that you would have been able to see on the shore during a low tide. So in like rocky areas, uh-huh. you might find like little shallow pools made by rocks and there are critters in there of all shapes and sizes. Um, little critters? Little critters, big medium critters, <laughs> crabs and such and the like. Oh my goodness. Does anyone else want to continue? <laughs> yeah. Um, I am thoroughly entertained by this. Yes. Yes. When is the last time you saw a high tide and what was it like? I was at Crab Island here in Destin, and when the high tide comes in, the current gets really fast, mm-hmm. and you can get swept away, which is what we talked about last time with yep. the currents. If you listen to currents. But here, it's well, it's weird, though, because like, uh-huh. here we don't have like a bunch of rocks and stuff. It's just like... The beach is further out or the beach is further in. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, I feel like we don't necessarily notice it here as much as we would like on the Pacific coast That's or yeah. the Atlantic and stuff like that. But That's fair. But still important. That's fair. Christy, when's the last time you saw a high tide? What was it like? Were we talking physically? Physically. Or physically? <laughs> <laughs> she just went super deep. She like, did. I'm just curious. <laughs> um, let's see. Thursday night. Beach prayer out there. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know. It's what, like Taylor said, you don't really notice it though here. You know, it's one of those things. Um, I think, actually when we were in the DR, we noticed it a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Because it is a very rocky coast, especially the oh. north part of the island. Dominican um, Republic. Yes. Domin- yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> and so that's, I'd say that's the like last time I you could really tell what was happening. Yeah. You know? We had a high tide a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. um, at the Crab Trap. Um, I get to lead worship on Sundays, and we actually couldn't have our service on the beach because yeah. it was such a high tide. We had to have it in the pavilion because oh, wow. the beach was almost gone. Yeah, it had almost That's like disappeared. Crazy. Yeah, it was so crazy. That's crazy. Um, I know. I'll a- amen what Christy said. Like I know in the Dominican Republic, there's tons of rocks there, so you can see it very vividly. But I know um, back in October. I'm the crazy person that, like, if there's a hurricane threat, y'all, I'm the crazy pants that goes out to the ocean and, like, 
pours like anointing oil into the water and speaks to the wind and the waves just like Jesus did. I'm like, I'm going to pray. But I went out there like right before Hurricane Michael and like I was shocked at how high the tide was. Like it was a little frightening how, I mean like I feel like I have a healthy dose of respect for the ocean. <laughs> but whenever you go out there and the, the storm was coming in like within 48 hours and like the water was already coming up so close and it was just so ferocious yeah. and churning yeah. that I was just like, oh, we respect this water. We respect <laughs> the maker of heaven and earth and the way that the, the waters can cover things. But whenever we talk about high tides in our faith, we're primarily talking about like times when God have, has us covered up and like he's working below the surface. Um, what is a high tide season that like you guys have experienced or is, or do y'all even see high tides in your faith like that? I, well, like I, <laughs> I went through one, I've already talked about it like publicly, but, um, when I went through my divorce, like, and after that, just like the season of, mm-hmm. um, it was really just season of being hidden and that's what the Lord told mm-hmm. me it was too. He used the word hidden. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Um, but it's really just a time where like, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of like you feel like it's you and the Lord. And mm-hmm. I feel like too, it can feel like that wilderness season as well, where you're just like the Lord's digging into you and just, um, really like you're finding out like what's in your heart and you're really having to lean on him for everything. And, um, it's, it's so good. It can also be kind it can also be tough. Um, but I think like a high tide season for me has been a healing season mm-hmm. personally. So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of those. And if anyone ever says that they're in, then I'm like, you do it. Like, go for it. <laughs> this is, re- is going to be good for you. <laughs> well, and I think you said something there like you can feel like alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. And, and honestly, I think it's good to have, a, you should always have people around you that can encourage you and be in your life and speak mm-hmm. truth. But especially during those times, because you are covered and God's covering you. And he's, I feel like in, in those high tide times, he's really dealing with the stuff inside of you, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's almost like he's doing it in such a love loving way Oh yeah. to where he's like, okay, I'm not going to expose everything, but me and you are going to sit here and we're going to work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, but it can feel, you can feel almost isolated yeah. because you're mm-hmm. going through so much and your emotion is a good word. Yeah. For it. You're, yeah. You're feeling yeah. isolated, but the truth is, is like, you have to realize, no, it's just time with me and my father. Yeah. And if you can look at it like that and not get sucked into what the enemy would want to do during that time, mm-hmm. um, but really focus in on God, then beautiful things come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say too, like what kind of touching on what Christy said, like you do feel alone, you can feel isolated. In those seasons though, you're in maturity, you're always um, reaching out to like, you know, your um, your authority figures, your pastors, um, uh, parents, and um, close close friends, people who can lift you up and pull you up mm-hmm. too and just encourage you in those seasons too. Like, don't make it just me and God. That's not even biblical. Not um, at all. <laughs> throw a whole thing on that this Sunday. Don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, whether you believe it or not, and especially sometimes during those times, like if, if I'm interpreting it the right way, Caroline, but mm-hmm. like – you may feel alone, but you definitely have a support system. You just need to access them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just like in anything, like you need to make sure that you have that support system and don't be afraid to reach out to that support system. I think that's the one thing that, that we tend to do when, 
when God ha- does have us covered and we're going through situations is we want to retreat and we feel like if we reach out, we're a burden and that's right. just where the enemy comes in and he's, and he's, it's a lie. He's, yeah. He's speaking lies yeah, into you. The devil. So I know for some, that's probably a hard thing to figure out. Well, when am I in that, that, you know, high tide, but yeah. that's why it's very important to always have, you know, spiritual leadership in your life. Um, you know, friends that can encourage you that won't, play into your sadness mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. your emotions. Yeah. Um, but having people around <laughs> you who can encourage you and speak into your life and um, just just love on you the way that Jesus would love on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You don't need a pity party. <laughs> people that You can do like, that all by yourself. You totally can, <laughs> which is not what we're trying to do here. So. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Amanda? Uh, a huge high tide season for me was just singleness um, because – you know, I'm from probably 1820 into my 30s. <clears throat> and, uh, I struggled back and forth with, well, I was just single, but struggling with being okay with that and, and knowing that God was with me and, and he kept reminding me to cherish the season. And I was really just developing a closer and closer relationship with him at this time. And I'm um, really worked on the book that I felt like you told me to write mm. about you know, waiting for um, the right person to come along and never settling for less than his best for me. Um, And that was a long, stinking (laughs) season and not always fun. And sometimes I wondered, Lord, are are you ever going to bring me a man? Like, everybody else is going on a date. Can I get a date? And, you know, he just said, wait, I've got someone for you. It's just going to take time and you need to trust me and seek me first. Um, because when you seek God first, he'll add everything and everyone else in your life um, that he wants there in his perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a huge season for me of just trusting God and learning to trust him more. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of that season was such a, a fruitful time in developing my character and who I am and knowing who I am. Um, and then the book that I got to write and then... Mm-hmm. The amazing testimony he brought when he did bring my now husband along, which Yay. is amazing, and and a baby girl coming in November. <laughs> so you know, just trust God and know that in those seasons Pregnant. that can be, right. <laughs> in the seasons that can be hard and feel lonely, He's always with you. And when you seek and trust Him, He's going to get you through, and it's going to be so much better than you could imagine. Yeah, I know when I think of high tide seasons, like when you said wilderness, I, I I thought of that also. There's been like three major wilderness or high tide seasons I can think of. I was thinking about this last night. Um, when I was 17 years old, I was a junior and, or no, I was about to start my senior year of high school. And um, I was one of those kids who, I had, I had friends in all grades, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had friends that were older than me and younger than me. But I did really well, like, as a high schooler, like, with the middle schoolers. And then I did really well with the older kids. And I kind of <laughs> hung out, even in my youth group, like, the kids that were a year older than me, I was really good friends with the kids one year ahead of me. And my best friend in high school was one year ahead of me. And her and I did cheerleading together. Um, all the way through and all that stuff and I just remember my senior year when I started school I went to go to the football game and I had no one to go with because my best friend was graduated and like all the cheerleaders and all the friends that I had kind of hung out with like 
had just graduated and I was acquaintances with these people in my grade, but I was not like excited about starting my senior year with yeah. you. <laughs> I was like, I didn't care for you when I was five. I definitely don't care for you now. Um, just and so, so you know, she went to the same school like kindergarten through. Yeah, yeah, all the way through. I went to private school. But I will say like, it was kind of funny. So I really, at that time, like I felt pretty alone. And, um, and it was a really growing season for me. And I remember I, I got really down on myself and I had a pity party and the whole thing. And then I just remember my mom was like, Hey, just go hang out with the people that, you know, that you do have. And she was like, but focus your time and attention on serving those younger than you, like pouring into the younger generation, but really just focus on what God's trying to do with you before you go off to school. And I was thinking about how, for me, like major high tide seasons have come right before major change. Yeah. Um, the next time that I remember there being a big high tide season was right whenever I graduated college, actually. Um, when I graduated college, it was right when, and most of you probably weren't even born, or maybe you were born or just barely <laughs> toddling around, but it was in like 2008, 2009, that time period, and um, the market had kind of crashed financially, and so graduating out of college with that, the, the whole job market was kind of nuts. And so um, I just remember my mom was having some health issues. I was living in Dallas. It was like a three or four month period before I started my first full-time gig after college. And I was like working at the YMCA, volunteering at a youth ministry. Like I was doing summer camp with these horrible kids with these orange <laughs> t-shirts that are hideous. And um, and I was like volunteering at a youth ministry. And I, I was living in a city that was not my college town and it was not my hometown. So I really didn't have any friends to speak of in the city I was living in. And I was like there three months before my full-time job started and I felt pretty like in a weird position and out of place like mm -hmm. everywhere I went yeah. I was like I'm not a, like a full-time work person I'm not a college kid I'm not married I don't <laughs> like I just didn't really know where I fit in and I will say like in that season though like I positioned myself and I positioned my heart before the Lord and that was a time where I think some of the major things that I needed to learn for the next like 10 years in ministry, I learned and like he equipped me for in that season. Um, and it's yeah. funny because I said to my mom last night, I was like, I'm in a high tide season right now. Like the last like nine months have truly been a high tide season where not very many things look the exact same as they did a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and that's a weird position and it feels uncomfortable and unchartered and you're like, oh, what do I do with this? But it's all in how you position your heart before the Lord um, because that... I don't know, that time that he has you covered, it really is a sweet place because he's speaking to you uh, personally um, and he's sorting things out and sifting. I think of like a sifter in a kitchen. It's like he's yeah. sifting things out kind of of what stays and what goes, you know, um, and, and where he's going to reposition things. And if you think about the ocean, like in a high tide, all the critters and all the starfish and all those things get shifted around underneath that watery surface. And then later on, whenever the low tide come, happens, you're able to see the things. And so, um, but it really is a shifting season when you're in those high tides. What are some of the valuable lessons you learned in your high tide season? Um, weight on the Lord is like, in general, probably the biggest, the biggest thing. I mean, you guys, oh, you guys know you like went through it with me, but like, I didn't, I met my, I met my now husband 
the father of my child. <laughs> my Yay, we have child. two baby girls coming. We're so pregnant. Um, <laughs> uh, like six months into my like year of singleness after my divorce, I met him at a worship internship, and we like were excited, and we knew that the Lord had called us together. Like I. I know, like, I know I'm going to heaven, that, like, I was supposed to marry that man, which is a really beautiful thing, but, like, waiting on God's timing and waiting on God's choice for you in anything, not just relationships, is the best possible thing you can do, and in our immaturity, we try to make it happen ourselves, like, he, he and I tried to start dating um, a couple months after we met, and we're talking all the time, and the Lord was like, hey, remember what you said about your <laughs> year, and you're not ready, <laughs> You're being very emotional. <laughs> and it really hurt my heart to have to kind of put that away. But for a few, a, the few more months that I had for my year, I had to stop talking to him. And it hurt him too. And it hurt, it hurt both of us. But like I knew that it was exactly what the Lord wanted me to do. And man, the blessing that we've had just from being, from that obedience. So I would say obedience and timing and don't be all up in your feelings all the time. Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say don't try to rush God. Um, yeah. I mean, the question you asked, Caroline, was pretty much the question I was going to ask is, you know, in these times of, of high tides, I think we try to rush through it. Mm-hmm. When we try to figure out what God's plan is. We try to to make it happen ourselves. And what happens is, is you just stay there longer. Mm-hmm. Or you get yourself out of it and, <laughs> and you're out of it and you go, uh-oh. That was too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't learn anything. That's also a scary place. And, and the yeah. problem is, is that you don't learn that lesson until probably six months later, a year later, when you go, oh my gosh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then you got to go through the process again. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is fine. Like God redeems everything. God can he redeems that. it all. He'll redeem time. He'll redeem all of any situation but you don't have to but go you through don't that have to and and i think you know taylor you said don't be all up in your feelings but it, it's true you can let your emotions overtake you mm-hmm. to make some horrible decisions honestly in that time mm-hmm. when when god's really like i'm right here with you mhm he he's it, it's some i always think of it where, where he's like daughter i'm here with you right now if you would just talk to me if mm-hmm. you would just let me be with you or just sit with me, just just be here in this moment with me. And if you'll do that in those times where you feel pressured, when you feel like you're, you're uncomfortable, like Caroline mm-hmm. said, you don't know why you're there, you don't know what you're doing, it's really a time of where he's just calling you to be with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good indication of when you're probably in a high tide mm-hmm. is when you feel so out of your comfort zone, <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> I think of like whenever you whenever you were talking, I kept picturing like myself on roller skates, like <laughs> at a roller skating ring, like and you know how like if you're really bad at roller skating, like myself, you like try to make it to the edge wall and like try to steady yourself. Yeah, I picture high tide seasons like that. It's like I've got rollers on my feet. Roll, roller skates on my feet, and I was never meant to have that happen. Like, <laughs> like, 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 but God is the steady thing here. Like, and, and that's the truth. Yeah. Like, knowing that He is the steady part in your life as you're walking this out. Um, I know for me, I didn't get I didn't get a chance to to tell about, but like the last probably couple years, 
I felt so out of my comfort zone in the things that the Lord has asked me to do. And I'll be honest with you, it was just really yesterday and at, on a Sunday service, Sunday evening service, and this morning that the Lord really started to talk to me about what he's asking from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all leading up to this point, and I know that, but I have been in just that high tide season where he's been asking me to just be with him and do things so out of my comfort zone and things that I'm so... I, I look at it and I go, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Like... This, I know that in the grand scheme of things and the things that you've showed me, Lord, this is not the end of it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not the high point, the plateau. But I'm learning so much that he's put me in certain positions because he's like, you're going to need that more than you've ever realized when I do put you in the position that I want you in. You're going to need those skills that I'm teaching you, those things that I'm, that, that you're going through, the things that, um... I'm having you walk out. So just know when you're in that season of, of being in a high tide that trust him. Mm-hmm. Trust him in those moments. Um, even when it maybe looks crazy, when you don't understand it, trust him. And also go talk to your spiritual like authorities too because they'll let you know if you really are crazy. Um, yeah, <laughs> and when, when you're ready and when you're not really, the Lord will confirm all that stuff to you as well. He will. Um, I... I heard someone, and I've really just impressing upon the fact, I think we kind of all are like, wait on the Lord, mm-hmm. like wait for God's timing. I listened to someone, um, I'm just going to be very vague, but like, it was like maybe a year ago and I had gone through my whole season and everything and I learned all of those things, but this person had said um, a few months prior that they were going to take a break from like dating and that they were not going and that they were... Um, in that hidden season with the Lord and stuff. And it wasn't all about dating, but they were just going through this season. And a few months later, I hear them talking to someone at this um, social event kind of thing. And they were just saying, um, I was walking by and I heard them say, yeah, you know, I I feel like I learned everything I needed to learn. And so I'm just trying to figure out, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, God, I'm done. So just let me know what's next. And that person is not in a great place right now. Um, and so I feel like, I kind of feel bad, like, at that moment, I should have been like, no, and, like, tackled them to the ground. Like, <laughs> don't say that. I think <laughs> anytime you say, I've learned everything I need, yeah, you're not done yet. It, my, I, my, like, uh-oh feeling <laughs> went off. I was like, You're oh, never done learning what oh, he man. has for you. No, and no. whatever. And I think that season that they had said was supposed to be, like, a specific amount of time, within a couple months, they were done you yeah. know, in their mind. And I was like, oh, no, you got so mm-hmm. much to learn. But it's things that we all kind of go through and we all kind of have to figure out on, on our own. Really, like, you have people that will give you advice, and you, but it, you choose whether or not you want to follow. You choose whether or not you want to do the hard thing. You can do hard things. You totally can if you have the support system around you and you wait on the Lord and you just really just – hide in him it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. it's really such a beautiful thing yeah that's all I have to say about that oh and I would just say uh, don't be discouraged um and don't try to make things happen on your own like like Christy was saying um there's been plenty of times okay real short thing I was going through a keepsake box yesterday (laughs) and I saw Mm -hmm. this little fifth grade assignment we had that says what are you gonna want to do um, what are you doing now? What do you want to be doing in middle school, high school, 10 years from now, and when you're 30? 
Oh, and that's so, so I'm funny. I'm like 32 now, and my 30-year-old woman one was, I want to be a worship leader. Oh! And I'm like, oh, look at cute little me, I made it! But there were so <laughs> many times when I was trying to make that happen, mm. and God was, just had me covered. And it wasn't because, you know, I don't necessarily think I was incapable, but I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And, and me trying to make myself seen or known you know what god sees you god knows you and he knows perfect timing and when he wants you in certain places Mm -hmm. and so when i finally just gave it up and was like okay god whatever you have for me that's what i want um then he started making things happen and shifting me into positions that i couldn't have connected together if i had tried um and now i lead worship every week and i love it and it was just, it's all God. So just wait on him, like we've been saying. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for today. Um, you need to definitely listen to our next session that comes out on low tides because we will talk about the opposite side of that. <laughs> um, and so um, these two should really go hand in hand together. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, thanks for joining us today. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.